BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bears face a big test on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, a team that, despite all injuries, have kept finding a way to succeed. We're going to talk about some of the most important matchups and players that need to stand their ground against the Cleveland Browns and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bear Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on. Make sure you definitely go and check us out on TikTok as well, trying to go that, grow that so we can start live streaming there as well. So make sure you guys go and support us there. But with that said, man, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So before we get into the mailbag, because it is Friday, it is my mailbag day, the Cognac boys will hold it down tomorrow on the mailbag. I want to talk about Bears who need to step up this week against the Cleveland Browns when we play them. Now, we'll be doing our full preview episode the day of the game, so we'll be breaking down exact matchups and things like that. We want to talk about a few of the players here. The first one that I want to talk about is with the injury to Yannick Ngakwe is Demarcus Walker. We've talked about, you know, Demarcus Walker came into this with a three-year deal to the Chicago Bears that's not fully guaranteed. And when you look at it, the Bears can save up to $4 million by releasing Demarcus Walker uh, this offseason. So it's not a guarantee, despite his play or whatever else, that he's going to return, especially if the Bears do decide to target another edge in free agency or even draft a young dynamic edge in the draft. And when you look at it, Demarcus Walker so far this season has, has, has two sacks on the year. He has accounted for 34 QB pressures, which is, is solid, right? It's not terrible. It's not great. It's a solid area to be in. And so when you look at the... The, what the Bears invested in DeMarcus Walker, they're absolutely looking for more. Now, that's not to say that DeMarcus Walker hasn't been good in the way that, ways that they've used, and we talked about it. Matt Eberflus has gotten really dynamic in how he's used DeMarcus Walker since the Montez Sweat uh, acquisition, both using him inside and out. But now when it comes down to it, he's going to be probably used exclusively on the outside, on the opposite side of Montez Sweat. That means that he's going to, he's theoretically should be able to benefit from the gravity that Montez Sweat and the pressure that he creates and the double teams that he's going to naturally draw. And so, listen, DeMarcus Walker has strung together some really good games. When you look at it, between the Vikings, he played extremely well in that game as well. He got five five pressures uh, last week as well, and then he hurt his hamstring, so there it comes with that. But DeMarcus Walker is a player that has the skill, has the talent, and is playing out a position that we are going to notice for sure if he's able to benefit and play extremely well, like I said, against this Cleveland Browns team. So DeMarcus Walker... Definitely goes on there just by the nature of him stepping into that injury. All eyes on him. Let's see what he can bring. Then outside of that, 
you got to bring it to Justin Fields. You cannot overlook Justin Fields and what he needs to do. At the end of the day, he is now coming back to the place that he started uh, his NFL career against him anyways. His first start saw him playing against the Cleveland Browns in that game, and he got his ass kicked. Let's just be sure that he was sacked nine times in that game. And so Justin Fields coming into this game, while it's not the same uh, team that they played in 2021 or anything like that, Justin Fields is all eyes are on Justin at all times. And if Justin can't perform well enough in this game to keep the offense afloat, and that's just at a bare minimum, right? You want to be able to manage this offense, but you want Justin to be able to do more. And him finding his his foot by running or passing, he, he, he got destroyed the first time against the Browns either way. So this is a game where Justin Fields has to come in and let the game come to him, but perform well in that game. And if he can't do it, all it's going to be very noticeable. So Justin Fields is going to have a lot of eyes to see how he performs in this game. The storyline is, of course, going to create that 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 anyway. Uh, already, there's always storylines around Justin Fields and how he can or can't produce. He's going to have to find a way to go downfield. This is going to be a team that is going to be bringing the pressure to him all all game long. This is a a solid team in passing. Well, as far as the Cleveland Browns in defending the pass. And they're a run-stopping team on top of that. So if this if this Bears team wants to find that success, a lot of that does hinge on Justin Fields and some other aspects that we're going to talk about. But Justin Fields has to be able to, to play in this game and finish this game strong. The last game against the Cleveland Browns, he went 6 of 20 in passing. Again, that was a completely different Justin Fields, at least we hope, right? But you got to look at it. He also ran the ball three times for only 12 yards. Justin Fields, you expect to be able to perform better than that. And we're going to be watching Justin to see how he does in this game. Next up, Darnell Wright against uh, Miles Garrett. This is a huge matchup. In that same game that we talked about, Justin Fields being sacked nine times, guess what? Miles Garrett accounted for four and a half of those sacks. So when it comes down to it, Darnell Wright is facing off against one of the biggest tests. Now, he's had tests all season long. Max Crosby, others. We know what Darnell Wright has been through. But him coming into a, a matchup against a player that, theoretically could win defensive player of the year easily this season. Darnell Wright is gonna it's gonna be a lot of eyes to see how much he can protect this quarterback and how he can perform against one of the better defensive linemen in the game of football. It, it you can't overtake that. So Garrett is a test for anybody and much less a rookie who yeah has gone through the trials and fires of the season already, but still has a lot of room for growth to do. And this is another big test as we head towards the end of the season. And then lastly the last thing that I want to talk about is Luke Getze. The pass defense from the uh, Cleveland Browns is number one in the NFL period. They only allow 160 yards per game. So when we talked about Darnell Wright, when we talked about Justin Fields, it also comes to Luke Getzey and how he plays, uh, this, how he calls this game. The Cleveland Browns also are a top 12 run defense in this league. So this is not going to be an easy task for Luke Getzey to just rely on his run game if the passing game isn't going. No, we're going to need this to, to go to operate, and it's going to be huge. And if they can't do it, listen here, it's going to be it's going to be major, and it's going to be evident. If this is a game where the defense has to keep us afloat, uh, I, I'm not saying with the way the defense is played, I, I trust that they're going to be able to do it. But if we can get our offense to look formidable as well and to play well, and that comes to Luke Getzey, the offensive line, the players. DJ Moore has already said that he will be playing. on. He is expected to play on Sunday despite what's going on with his ankle. We need this offense to be operating on all cylinders. And the last three parts, the last three Chicago Bears players and coach that I named, they're all going to be big parts of that if we can get this win in Cleveland. But let me know what you guys think down below. But with that said, enough of me yapping. It's Friday, so it's mailbag day. So that means it's your show mainly today. 
We got six voicemails we need to get into. This first one, this one's from Brandon. Fellas, fellas, what's good, man? Brandon from Minnesota, man, born and raised in the shot. I'm just watching y'all post game, you know what I'm saying, about how we just beat up on Detroit Lions, bro. This message is actually for C-Dub, and I know none of y'all going to like this. <laughs> hey, nephew, Kev, Steve-O. Um, I love the show all the time. But I agree with Cedar 100, bro. We going to get mad because Luke Getty coming back. Not only is my Eberflu stand, but Luke Getty coming back, bro. The crazy part is is that when they were first introduced, Eberflu and Getty, or Eberflu especially as the head coach, and then he introduced his staff or whatever the case may be, this was a rebuild, bro. This was a rebuild in which, if I'm not mistaken, they were saying it was going to take a couple of years, two to three or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I'm not going to even hold you. But the thing is, though, this is a rebuild that with this hits principle, especially that's why they emphasize that it hits principle so much, is the fact that they are they were willing to go through a couple of years of growing pain. And that's what I think that this is what this is right now, man. With Luke Getty. We talk about, you know what I'm saying, how he has some good moments and things like that, and and, 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 and he's not consistent, but this is his learning curve. Same with Luke, uh, with, with, uh, with Eberfuss, right? He was a head coach. He did, he was not a good showing of a head coach. At the same time, he started calling a defense and became a damn good defensive head coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if, here we go now with the pieces are actually in place. As far as the hits principle is concerned, we got two years of both of them where we exceeded the first year of wins, first year being three. We now have five. Who knows what we're going to do as far as if we, we went uh, a win out or anything like that. But, bro, this would be considered to Ryan Pose and to uh, Warren, our, 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 our CEO or GM or whatever the hell he is, is the fact that this progress. So, granted, Luke Gessie hasn't been the best. There has been progress. So, this is a learning curve. So, I, I agree with Cedar, man. I, I honestly believe that these guys are here on everything. The only thing that gets me and the only thing that I am hoping that don't happen is that the decision at the quarterback position. Because I've heard a couple of you guys, I think it was Kev, who said that um, – no, it was, it was Devo who said that the um, that the scheme. Luke gets it coming back, and I know you. So everything that you mentioned was all on Matt Eberflus, right? Hits principle. That's Eberflus, not a get getsy thing. And here's the thing: is that yes, this this team is playing better, but you cannot. It's not like uh, Luke Getzey is calling amazing games. He's called some solid games. Do not get me wrong in this at all. Luke Getzey has called some absolutely solid games here in the last few weeks. He's had some mistakes in there. It's not a perfect game, right? That's why I said it's a solid game. He's called really good games. But you have to look at it like this. Even with this being a rebuild, and people label this and say, well, when we when we came in here, we knew it was a rebuild that was going to take a couple years. Yeah, but that doesn't mean when you're rebuilding something, that means you're laying a foundation. You don't want to get far into your rebuild and then realize that part of the foundation that you laid is uneven and you have to go back and undo a lot of shit. So while Luke Getze has called better games and Matt Eberflus has, has – we already knew, though, that Matt Eberflus was a solid defensive coordinator. That is why the recent success by the Chicago Bears isn't one that I'm looking at like it, it absolutely means that, that both of them are coming back. Now, Matt Eberflus, you could make an argument for that. Luke Getze, especially if the Bears are doubling down and they do end up keeping Justin Fields, it's clear, regardless of how well he called the game or not, 
Justin Fields is not the type of quarterback that Luke Getze knows how to get the most out of. So regardless of that, I don't necessarily see just because we have. Now, if we went out, let's say we do go to the wild card. Let's say somehow we do look, look solid in the wild card like we almost were about to advance. That may change some things. But I don't even think what we can do down the stretch of this game saves Luke Getze's job. Matt Eberfuss, that's different. The hits principle, that is what we bought into. That is the thing. But changing a coordinator to me, doesn't doesn't signify that, that it changes the rebuild that you set or the expectations there because you still want to be building the proper habits. And guess what, though? Even when they said that rebuild, that was a team that didn't have DJ Moore at the wide receiver. That was a team that didn't have Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, and, uh, and Roshan Johnson. That wasn't a team that's built a solid enough offensive line that has one or two pieces they need on that offensive line plus depth to be a more formidable offensive line. The, 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 the expectation has changed. We see now what this team could be. And so I think that's what changes a, a different. And I get the argument that you're making, and it's a valid one, but I don't think it changes as much as what you think just because we came into this knowing it was a rebuild. But, hey, you guys can let me know what you think down below. Maybe I'm off my rocker. I tend to do that sometimes. But let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Derry. I just got a question, man. Is that, I, I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm so sick of this shit, and I'm trying to see if you can maybe give me a little bit broader perspective on why we have fans like this? Because I'm so sick of arguing with these stupid son of a bitches. I'm, I'm sitting here on my Facebook fan page or whatever, and I'm still seeing dumbasses. They still don't want to give Justin Fields credit. Now, I'm not saying that he's amazing. I'm not saying that he's going to be a pro bowler or anything like that. But if you look at his QBR since he got back from his injury, the kid's not doing bad at all. And the times where he didn't do as good, uh, guess he had terrible play calling games that game it wasn't like how he just did for Detroit recently it was the 14 screen pass getsy okay so when he's put in a good position he executes so why am I still seeing on my Facebook page people still saying that they think Bajan is better okay I just want to give y'all a little bit of perspective on this thing that maybe none of these fucking dumbass fans are paying attention to I don't understand how you can't see from your simple brain that when you throw a undrafted backup rookie in the game Okay, stop saying he processes things quicker than than, than 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 Justin. I thought that too initially at first. Then I thought about it, and my logic kicked in. Okay, a backup quarterback is not going to get access to the full playbook, you stupid motherfucker, you. He's only going to give Bajent one read plays that he can easily dissect, basic vanilla stuff. That's what he gets for Bajent. Okay, Justin, because he's a full-time starter, he gets the entire playbook, so he has to progress through his read. Bajan, he just gave him one look plays that he didn't have to overthink. So that's why it looks like he processed things quicker. He was not calling the exact same plays for Justin Fields. Y'all are pissing me off with this. I'm about to stop talking to Bears fans. I swear to God. It's like y'all don't even use your fucking brain. You just sit there, oh, okay, Waddle, whatever you're saying must be right. Oh, okay, Sylvie, whatever you say must be right. Hey, you stupid son of a bitch, how about you look at your eyes, okay? What are your eyes telling you? Use your logic. Justin is balling out. Give him credit. Had Bajan came in and balled out and won some games for us, I would have been all for it. I would have backed him up. I would have went and bought my Bajan jersey and everything, but he's not doing shit. Stop comparing Bajan to Justin Fields. Bajan got a totally different playbook than Justin got. Bajan got a, hey, if it's not over there, throw it away playbook or run playbook. Justin has a one progression, two progression, three progression playbook. Stop comparing the two. Y'all are stupid, bro. Y'all sound fucking stupid. Try to compare Tyson Bajan to Justin Fields. Good Lord, man. 
I, we got such a pessimistic fan base. I can't stand you motherfuckers. I'm about to start rooting for Green Bay or some shit. Anyway, man, take us up, bear down. Why are Chicago Bears fans hesitant to give Justin Fields credit? That is a great question, and it comes down to this. Much like, much, much like the national media, sometimes Bears fans and, and fans of teams can be like that in the fact that they don't change their narrative just because they want to be right. And that's what it comes down to is that I, that and mixed with the the instant gratification, the microwave mindset society that we live in now is that everybody wants people like the 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 pro, the ability to wait on somebody to progress gets shorter and shorter from a fan base. The patience on that gets shorter and shorter every year that goes by, because, listen, Bears fans, rightfully so, are thirsty to have a quarterback that they look at and say, no, this is a clear cut number one, period. And, and they have the right to do it. We've been quarterback star for a while. But I think when you look at the things that Justin Fields has come up against, there's enough reason there to say, hey, let's let's see how this is going to develop. That does not eliminate at all that Justin has some has some shortcomings. He has shortcomings as a quarterback. absolutely. fucking loop. But if you don't, if you haven't put that quarterback in the right situation to develop out of that, sometimes it just takes time. And yeah, don't get me wrong. It's been struggles there all throughout this. But at some point. You know, you may have to make a decision because at some point the potential just isn't going to get hit. But I, I think that as far as seeing what you do on the field, you got to keep in mind, a lot of sports fans as well don't watch games. They look at, look at box scores, and when they don't see a 300-yard passing night and three touchdowns from Justin Fields, it goes right back to their predetermined criti- criticisms they already have of the quarterback. At least in my opinion, that's what I've seen. But you guys can let me know what you think down below. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Barry. Hey, Bobby C. Dub. Hey, it's Barry here, fellas. So, what I want to talk about, first of all, minor issue. Not a minor issue, but what does Justin Fields have to do to get a fucking late hit call, fellas? Could you imagine if even one of the lesser hits, if some defender put that on Patrick Mahomes when he's sliding, there would be a fucking brawl. There would be fucking fines. I'm sure that, uh, you know, Jackson, uh, what's his name? The, the brother of Mahomes. He'd probably try to fucking monetize it on TikTok. It would be a fucking national controversy if one shot of those happened. So I, this is getting fucking very infuriating. So I think that Kevin Jenkins or Darnell Wright, somebody's got to start whooping ass, fellas. Because they got to take it into their own hands. Okay, so with that being said, fellas, we have to prepare ourselves no matter how much we like Justin and, you know, want to root for him and you want your quarterback to be him. I admire the shit out of Justin, right? I hope that whatever quarterback the Bears have uh, for for the rest of my life it has the kind of character that he has. You know, he's got that kind of, you know, natural leadership quality that you can't teach. So I, I'm rooting for him, fellas, but we do have to get comfortable with the idea that Bulls will take his quarterback first overall, whether that's Williams and May. I, I prefer Williams, just, you know, higher upside. But, I, you know, fellas, we, we just got to prepare for that. You know, hopefully – I just hope that, you know, Justin Cole go out there, finish strong. I mean, the Cleveland game, that's going to be payback for his first start ever. So if he's going to make the case to stay, I think two games, he's got to play well in all four, but two games in particular, he's got to light up that Browns defense, right, because they're number one in the NFL. And also, it's, it's revenge for the first start ever. I think that would be a very symbolic moment. And your second one, Week 18 in Green Bay. He's got to take out the weasel, Jordan Love, who has a fucking noodle arm, fellas. I was maintaining after the Chiefs game last week when everybody said, oh, no, they hit the third one in a row. Oh, no, Jordan Love is good. I said, no, he's a fucking weasel with a noodle arm. Okay, fellas, Justin Fields is not without his fault, okay? But he's got 99 problems and arm strength ain't one. Okay, you can fix Justin Fields with the right coach and experience, but you cannot unfuck Jordan Love's arm. I will die on that hill. 
So, till next time, fellas, Chicago up. Late hit calls on Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm glad that the I'm glad that the Bears are standing up and talking about it because you have as a franchise have the right to come out and talk about something that's affecting your quarterback and it is unfair and it is something that we've seen. It's something that everybody kind kind of sees. So you you do you do want to stop those late hits and the and the Bears players the I mean the yeah the players the coaching staff the front office everybody is right to speak out on it because you want to try to get that reined in where and when you can because it's deserving and you you like. You can't keep allowing that to happen outside of whatever you feel about Justin Fields or not. That's something that you just don't want to keep allowing to happen because somebody's going to eventually get hurt. And, yeah, it would be nice to see a Darnell Ryder offensive lineman step up and get in somebody's face to stop that because, listen, if you keep allowing that to go, teams are going to keep doing it, and eventually you're going to run into a spot where somebody's getting hurt because of it. So, yeah, you got to stop the late hits on Justin Fields, and I'm glad that we're stepping up. Now, as far as the latter part of your voicemail, the, the possibility that, Ryan Poles goes into the draft and takes his quarterback. That is something that I do think is a possibility, right? And, and that's why I always say I want to talk about it from both sides. What we hear is that they're committed to Justin Fields, and it's going to still be an evaluation period over the remaining four games. But you, it, I'd be remiss to not say that there's a chance to do that, and we do have to realize that there is a chance that that happens. Now, will it come? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, we've heard that they would have to be really enamored with one of the quarterbacks in this upcoming draft when they start working them out because they will work out quarterbacks. Let's be clear. They will be working out quarterbacks, um, even if it's just for the optics or main tra- trade, the trade uh, scenarios or whatever. But, um, yeah, you have to realize that there is a possibility of that happening. And if that's the route that Ryan Poles and, and Kevin Warren want to go, they better goddamn sure well they get it right. They better get it right because if you pass up on a generational talent like Marvin Harrison Jr. and in three years we're still looking at it and saying, hey, um, yeah, it's cool, right? They, yeah, I, I, I think people are going are gonna, to, you know, be a little bit upset by that. That's my opinion. You guys can let me know what you think down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from J-Rod. Hey, this is just J-Rod, man. My voicemail got cut off, so please use this one, man. This is just J-Rod. No lukewarm takes this week. Only for the rest of this season, it's just J-Rod versus the Chicago, versus the media. And in and, and defense of Chicago, man, I ain't got no beef with Chicago media because y'all actually fucking watch the games and give a fuck about the team. This is just for ESPN and Fox News. As a Chicagoan, and I think I speak for all Chicagoans, at least the ones who watch the games, we don't give a fuck about y'all nine to five. We don't give a fuck if you got to wake up in the morning this motherfucking March and talk about Aaron Rodgers and if he'll come back to the Jacks all fucking offseason. That sounds personal. You take your lemons and you make lemonade. That's your job, okay? All this Justin Fields said and trying to will it into existence that he's going to get traded but you have something to talk about this offseason. It's straight up bullshit. I'm tired of this whole fucking media scrutinizing bullshit. And it's not even scrutinizing Justin Fields anymore. That's how stupid these guys have gotten. They got so damn dumb that they're not even scrutinizing Justin Fields no more. Now they're saying that Justin Fields is an amazing talent. So much potential. You can absolutely throw it out the bag, man. You put him around the right people. Oh, my God. He is a superstar. So you have to trade him. Yeah, trade him. Yeah. For, for, for a QB that we don't quite know will pan out. Because last year, y'all were saying it was going to be Bryce Young. Bryce Young was motherfucking Patrick Mahomes 2.0 in a mini, you know, in, in a smaller body. You know, yeah, let's disregard the fact that he's 5'8", 200 pounds, soaking goddamn wet. He's the greatest. Look at his anticipation. That's why y'all should trade Justin Fields. And how did that pan out? And like y'all were saying, trade Justin Fields for C.J. Stroud specifically. Y'all was all saying Bryce Young. Y'all were only saying C.J. Stroud the same way y'all saying Drake Mays. Maybe y'all should if he's available and y'all don't want to get C.J. Stroud you guys are, you know, whatever. That's how y'all were treating my boy last year. And how is he doing? He's doing amazing. So that, so that, you know what that, you know, you know what else that tells me? That tells me that the reason that y'all niggas are not on NFL teams and lacking talent is because you fucking can't. 
So you got to sit there at ESPN and just say what the fuck is on your mind. I ain't got time for it, and none of the people who actually work in Chicago with Chicago Bears got time for it either, man. I just had to get that shit off my fucking chest. So you already know what it is. Chicago, just J-Rod, bear up. I mean, Chicago up, bear down. The national media contradicting themselves is basically what you're saying on Justin Fields, and here's what I'll say to that. Ain't nothing changed. This is still the same game. The national media, when it comes down to it, they're all about, at this point, national media is just as bad as some terrible-ass content creators. It's not about the actual topics. It's not about the actual insight. It's, a, it's about what's going to get you clicks. What's going to get be, be that social media clip that you can pull from that you know people are going to retweet, post on, on TikTok, post on whatever else, and that's going to go viral, that's going to gen, gen draw attention to your host and things. That's what it's about for a lot of these national media pundits, and that is why, like I say, me, I don't watch national media. I watch Pat the Designer. I guess he is kind of national media now. Shout out to my brother Pat over what he does at the at the Chicago Bears pod over at ESPN, but also what he does at the Windy City Breeze. I watch Swifty, Coach T, right? These are some of the guys that I watch day in and day out. Just another year, Chicago. Love those guys. Like So those are the guys that I really look at and I say, hey, these are the guys that I watch because they're ingrained in the team every single day, and I know that they're doing it for the passion not for the clicks. So the national media changing the story on Justin Fields to then try to uh, pe uh, perpetuate this, this oh, where the Bears could then trade him and they can take this. Listen, it's all part of the course. That's what they're going to do to try to generate interest because guess what? People, now I'm not even going to put us in that. People like Swifty and Pat are on their ass, bro, because listen, the, the passion in it, you can't overtake that. You can't beat people that do this because they're genuinely passionate about the team. The national media, they have very few people like that. That's what I'm going to sit on. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Marifa Asa. Bobby, C-Dub, hey, it's your man Marifa Asa, black yet again. Didn't I tell you, fellas? Didn't I tell you they would do it, man? I called it, man. I called it in, and I said they was going to win. They was going to beat Detroit, and they did. They came through and took care of business. You did. Look here, man. The defense was on point. I told you they ain't had no answer for Big Dex in the middle and my test sweat coming off the line, and Justin did his thing. Justin did his thing. All the haters can shut up right now. I don't want to hear no more about no draft. I don't want to hear no more about no picks and trading the number one. I don't want to hear none of that. We talking about the playoffs. We talking about getting to the playoffs, man. Listen, like Bill Belichick say, we on to Cleveland, all right? Now, Cleveland, that's a monster. They got a monster over there, okay? Miles Garrett is a monster, and the offensive line is going to have his hands full this game, man. But listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Justin going to do his thing because it's redemption on his mind, okay? That 2021, when Justin was a rookie, he came in to Cleveland, and he got sacked 10 times. I think it was 20, something like that. But he going to take care of business this time around. He coming with the cavalry. He got his whole boys with him this time. He deep. He rolling deep. He coming with his boys. He got a line now. He got a number one wide receiver. And he coming to bring his boys. And guess what it's going to be? It's going to be this here. That's right. It's a big payback. Coming for you, man. Cleveland, I'm going to tell you. Right now, I'm calling it right now. Bears 20, Cleveland 17. Chicago up and bear down, baby. Let's go. On to Cleveland, and that's just a fact, right? And what I said in the first segment, uh, you hit on as well. This was the first big test from Justin Fields. This was the first team that basically kicked Justin Fields' ass as a starter. And how he comes out in this game and how we perform as a team, I'm not necessarily saying that Justin Fields has had this circled on his calendar, 
But that best, but best believe Justin Fields as a competitor remembers what happened the last time he faced off against the Cleveland Browns, and he's going to want to try to prove a point. And hopefully he does it through football acumen, right? Uh, with it, whether it be his legs and his feet, and he makes big plays. Hopefully that's the case because if Justin Fields makes mistake like Fields and doesn't protect the ball and has the late tight turnovers, it's going to be ugly. And so hopefully at the end of the day. Um, that this Bears team, the defense that's been performing extremely well, the team that, like you said, got it done against Detroit, hopefully we see that team, we see that edge, we see that play calling, and this team comes in and takes care of business against the Cleveland Browns. Last voicemail for the day. This one's from my brother, K2 Clips. Yo, hey, Bobby C. Dub, Steve-O, Kev, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing this morning, man? It's your boy, K2. And, man, I'm kind of excited this morning, man, because I, I, I've i been wanting to call in all week, man, but I say this for this morning, man, because I just want to let y'all know. Y'all know how critical I was of Justin Fields in the beginning of the season, man, because y'all know I just I just like to see the young man play well, man. And I, and I tell you what, the last few games within that pocket, he ain't just been good. In my opinion, he's been excellent. He had a couple missed throws, but that really don't matter, man. Some of the greats have missed throws. That happens. But when you play within the pocket the way he's been playing within the pocket and scrambling to throw, that's what you want to see from Justin Fields, man, because if he can master that part of his game, he already can run 60 miles per hour past anybody else, bro. Like, it ain't a question if he can run. He's been playing very excellent within the pocket, man. I love to see it. I like his numbers. Um, obviously, we still got a problem with the play calling, man, but I got to admit, man, last game was a good – it was a good game by Lou Getsy, man. Do do we still want him in Chicago? I don't think so. But last week was a very good game plan, man. I'm hoping he can put together something like that this week, man. Um, and let's just dominate again, man. And, of course, the defense – Defense, hey, look, man, I hope they get this Jalen Johnson situation situated, man, because I really hate for him to go, and I think I think everything's kind of leading lead towards that, man, because with the with the future capital that we gonna have in the draft, because I don't think they gonna I don't think they gonna keep that number one pick. I think they are gonna trade it uh, like they did uh, the the first time around, man, and, and haul in a whole bunch of more future picks and. It's just a smarter move to do, man. Um, I don't know. We'll see with that, man. But I really, really just want to one last point make about Justin Fields, man. I believe we can make the playoffs this year. If he can continue to play the way that he's playing, I believe we can make the playoffs, man. I think it's possible. I think we're going to dominate Cleveland. I don't think it's going to be close because Joe Flacco not going to beat us. I'm sorry to say we maybe – Maybe that uh 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 uh, uh, uh guy, I forgot the guy's name, man. That got hurt. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name, man. But anyways, Joe Flacco ain't beating us. I don't see it happening, man. But we gonna dominate, and I'm here for it, baby. Y'all know what it is. Chicago up, bear down. Coming around on Justin Fields. I listen, and this is what I'll say, K two. Every critique that you had about Justin Fields was still valid, right? But the thing that I've always said with this is as loud as we can be about the criticisms. And this is what I try to do here on this show. This is why I do talk about things from both standpoints. I talk about my opinion, and then I always try to give the counterpoint to my opinion because there's always validity in that, right? Is that I'm glad that people keep an open mind about Justin and then can say, hey, no, he's playing better, right? And you don't have to say, in saying that somebody's playing better, that does not mean you all of a sudden have to say, oh, well, yeah, they're playing better. Uh, that means that they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're the best thing ever. No, you can still maintain your criticism and say, hey, He's starting to prove some of my criticisms wrong. Let's see if he can do it consistently. I think that's fair. 
And I love the fact that you're able to do that and notice like, hey, yeah, I was harsh on Justin and he's starting to play better. Now we want to see it for a whole season. It's good to see whatever he does over the last four games of the season, if he continues to prove it. And then if he is the, still the starting quarterback next season, you want to see him improve. Like you should want your team to do well, but also be able to cr- criticize and critique what your team isn't doing well in certain aspects of that. And so everybody has that leeway. We all do. And I hope that we can all be fair and objective in our criticisms and in our praise at the same time. That's it. That's it. And that's it for the show today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentralgmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi-Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.